So, Bill, we've just come off your own show. Uh, how do you feel when you come off doing a show? Well, we just came off. Yeah. There, there you go. The <laughs> audience is gone. The question is, how did we come off? Yeah. <laughs> um, the audience is gone, and it's just us. It's so intimate, Pierce. Um, you know, it's so funny. I don't sleep well on Friday night because I'm a perfectionist, and I'm always turning the show over in my mind all night long. You know, it's a live, well, actually, we were live for 20 years, I think, the last year since the pandemic. We tape a little earlier, but we tape in time. We don't edit anything, so it's basically what happens what is what happens. And so there's always, uh, you know, l'expressed escalier, as the French say, the thought youth had on the stairs that, oh, I should have said that, or I shouldn't have said that, or I could have put that better. You know, so uh, it can go 99% perfectly, and I will obsess on the 1%. <laughs> I, I'm the same. Um, I have a, a, an ongoing theory that the world has gone nuts, but what I can't work out <laughs> is whether it's just because we're aware of more stuff, which is nuts, than we ever used to be, or do you actually feel oh, yeah. that it is going nuts? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> it is going nuts. I mean, we sort of touched it on in the show tonight when I was talking about norms and the attitude, I think, of the uh, conservative people in this country about what's, what disturbs them on the left. I would think it's, I would say it's the fringe of the left, but you know, the problem with the left is that the people in the center who don't even believe what the fringe are believing don't stand up to them. They don't shout them down publicly, so it just becomes, it's very bad for Democrats, which I don't think is a good thing. I mostly vote for Democrats. I can't remember the last time I voted for a Republican. But um, the norms that Trump trounced on, that's a very valid point, one I've made a million times, and we all saw it in plain sight. I mean, norms of the law and democracy and answering subpoenas and <laughs> respecting elections and not trying to have a coup in America. I mean, it went past norms. But their view is, okay, those are terrible norms, perhaps, to trample. But your norms have to do with, like, life itself. Right. Like, Biological sex. <laughs> that, exactly. I mean, that, we had that debate tonight. It, yeah. and it's kind of baffling to me that we <laughs> are actually having to debate these <laughs> That's That is what they're saying. I've heard, I've talked, I've talked to these people all the time, but I, cause I'm out in the country all the time and they're like, you know, we're not all crazy. We just don't, we just don't feel comfortable. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. A lot of them say to me, what you don't get about us and Donald Trump is we don't like him either. We just see him as a bulwark toward <laughs> against something that's even nuttier. <laughs> Because as we know in America, people really don't vote for who they like. They vote for who they hate the least. Right. Um, and where are you with free speech now? Because it seems to me that as a comedian and a host, comedy has never been under more attack than it mm -hmm. is now. I mean, literally physical attacks now yeah. on comedians on yeah. stage to try and suppress their right to tell jokes. What do you feel about that? I think that's exactly, I never feel like I'm about to be attacked on stage. It could happen tomorrow. <laughs> you know, right. um, but I, I, that's not something that I, there's been a few instances, the Dave Chappelle one, obviously the Will Smith. Mm. I mean, these are outliers. We're not really attacked. What we comedians are afraid of is not being attacked physically on stage. We're afraid of being attacked on Twitter. Being canceled. Yes. That, I mean, I grew up in the age of the comedy club and there's comedy clubs are still out there, by the way. Um, but you could, 
They were a place, as they say, to be bad. Yeah. Or a place, even if you weren't bad, if you had passed that point, to try out new material. Have we lost the ability as a society to accept being offended? Well, of course. And that's part of it. I mean, comedy has to find where the line is. You know, oh, you crossed the line. Well, I'm the guy who's... I'm the, like the, the mind seeker. I'm out there with the bayonet, you know, digging into the ground to see where the mines are. And who okay? decides this line? Once in a while, one's going to blow up in our face. Right. But, but can who I decides... give me some credit for being the guy out there with the bayonet? And who decides the line? It, apparently teenagers right. who decide everything in this country. Because I feel like teenagers are the ones, or people with a teenage mentality, uh, who are are the ones who fill social media with mm -hmm. condemnation because they were raised wrong with a sense of entitlement in a sense that anything that causes them the least amount of discomfort cannot be tolerated for even one second. Mm -hmm. So when they scream and cry, nobody says anything. That's my point about where are the people to push back? Where are the adults? I don't, think most, <laughs> I don't think most of the Democrats or most of the liberals in this country, old school liberals like me, are like this kind of stuff, but they don't shout it down. So if somebody does something that's a little bit outside the lines and there is a big complaint on social media, nobody stands up for them. And the problem is that nobody ever gets canceled for being too woke. Mm. So you can say the craziest thing, like men can have babies, and then nobody will, even though people are thinking, well, that's kind of nuts. Nobody will say it. They'll just fall in line. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I've always thought, men can have babies. Sure. I saw a dude who was glowing yesterday. You know, I mean, it's, and that's the problem. And it's totally insane. Cowardice. Yes, it is. It's moral cowardice, isn't it? But the, uh, it's but intellectual I, cowardice. And it, and it, but it also comes from a place of reality, that fear, because they see people around them literally getting cancelled, getting shamed and oh, yeah. abused and hounded out of jobs. And oh. they think, I don't want it to happen to me. It's a very real thing. It's, I mean, I can't count the number of stories I've either covered on the show or just read about of professors at colleges, yes. which are supposed to be the bastions of free speech, who said something that was just an opinion. One guy, that was one different. professor in America, he gave a lecture for 25 years about the use of offensive language. Mm -hmm. And then some students complained about his use of offensive language in the lecture about offensive language. Right. And he had to lose his job. And at that oh, yeah. point, I just felt that was peak woke insanity. He literally was lecturing about offensive language and using offensive language to illustrate it. They, they have no sense of nuance. They have no sense of context. They just know certain buzzwords or certain concepts are out of limits, off limits. And since social media is just a bunch of mean girls, mm. um, it's not really about making the world better. It's not really very often about social justice. It's about let's catch somebody at something. This mm. is what's so obnoxious about that side of things, that just idea of we're not really lifting people up. Liberalism is about lifting people up. Not catching people. And tolerating people. It's, it's not about white self-loathing. Yes. It's about, yes, we have a horrible history in this country. Let's make it right in the ways that make sense. It's not just about catching people at stuff. Where is America politically now, do you think? I think old school liberalism is the center. Mm. Certainly socially. You know, when I think about things like pot legalization, civil rights, gay marriage, that kind of stuff. I mean, something like 
something over 90%, I think, of white Americans want to live in a diverse neighborhood. Mm. This is a sea change from where the, where the world is was when I was born. Um, gay marriage failed, I think, 35 times in different states when it was on the ballot on a statewide level. And it's something like four years later, it was the law of the land. Marijuana, I never thought I would see the day where I, I wasn't panicked when I was in an airport because I had this much pot hidden in my underwear. And now I can smoke it freely on my podcast, which you I know. did. Yes. <laughs> I know. I came out having had a great time, Bill. <laughs> um, so I, I think that really is kind of the center of the country. Mm. Old school liberalism, take a victory lap. You kind of won on a lot of things, but it's, a, it's another f funny pathology of liberals. They don't want to acknowledge progress mm. because they somehow feel like if I acknowledge progress, well, then I'm not as authentic a progressive. Mm. It's right in your name. Mm. <laughs> and that's what you're selling, progress. Well, of course, uh, on Donald Trump, all this legal mayhem that's flying at him, does it actually empower him? Does it have the opposite effect perhaps to what the Democrats would hope it would have? Yes, well, that was the end of the show tonight mm. when I was talking about the Stormy Daniels issue. I mean, it's always gonna strike people as sex. Mm. It, when it's about getting a guy for sex, I don't think they should ever, they should have discouraged, I guess Alvin Bragg can do what he wants. But if I was the president or somebody, I would have <laughs> discouraged him quietly Let's not do this one, because you, you're gonna, we're going to see Trump hauled into court, as we did, and that's going to be the big story, and it's going to be just high fives on MSNBC. And look, I was thrilled. It, it, there's something cathartic about seeing that, because this guy has done so much damage to this country, as well as so many individuals. So to see him hauled into court feels good. But now when these real cases come up, the ones about asking for votes in Georgia, January 6th, um, even the documents one. I mean, I just think it, the, the, the power of it is going to be diminished. We're, we're, it's like we've seen this movie before. Oh, you're always trying to get him. Can, he, can he win again? Uh, he can. I don't think he will. But it doesn't matter with him. This is the point I've been making mm. since 2016. It well, you predicted me. I did. You said every year. He is I watched you and you'd say every, year after almost year. Almost every he show. Won't, he won't accept it. <laughs> he will never accept and it. And he didn't. And the problem with next time is he's done this once and he saw what didn't work the first time. He has been working behind the scenes mm. to make sure that doesn't happen again. In other words, next time he calls up a Republican Secretary of State and says, I need you to find 11,000 votes. Is that Republican Secretary of State going to be somebody who's there who wasn't in 2016, who is there specifically to do that? So, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. My, my prediction would be it's Biden against him again, Biden wins again, and he doesn't accept it again. Is it, I mean, is it, I have to ask about Biden, because I've heard you defend him about his record in the, the, yeah. the term. I think it's been actually better than people think, which is why he did better in the midterms than people expected. But he's mm. really showing his age. It's two more years before an election. If he then does four more, he'd be 86. What, you know, does I, that matter? It doesn't matter to me. I feel like this is a prejudice that this country has. This ageism, it's an it's a individual thing, age. Some people are old at 50. And some people are young at 90. Mm. Norman Lear's over 100. Mm. I had dinner with him recently with other people. He was as sharp as anybody at the table. Mm. 
So it doesn't matter. And a president doesn't have to be super energetic. To run for president takes a lot of energy. Yeah. To be president, you're the elder. Every civilization seems to have understood this. The elder. We go to you for advice and wisdom. Hey, elder one who has seen it all. Well, he actually, Biden What said should that. we do about this problem? And then he has his minions go out and you don't have to be. And also, I, I just think it's a narrative that, oh, he looks old. He's, he looks like the same guy I've ever seen. He's a little older, so he fell off his bike. Can you imagine Trump's fat ass even being <laughs> on a bike? <laughs> really? I mean, Biden did say in Ireland an interesting thing, actually. Uh, he said that, yes, he, he's got more experience than anyone that's ever become president. And he said, but that gives me no excuses. Gives him the wisdom, but also no excuses. I thought that was quite an honest appraisal of what all that experience gives him. Yeah, I just think people have, look, do I love everything Biden has done? No, I don't. I think he caves into that super left side a little too much. I think they go to him with that stuff and he goes, I don't understand it. I can't be bothered with it. I have real <laughs> matters to do. If you want to do this, fine. I'm not going to fight you on it. And, you know, is it as uh, existentially threatening as what Trump is threatening? Of course not. So, but generally he's doing fine and he's got a lot more done substantially, legislatively. I mean, he got us out of Afghanistan, which, yeah, did he stick the landing on it? No. But a lot of that was because Trump organized that before he even got there with his stupid we'll get out by this date and he only left 2500 troops there he, he left them a horrible hand so it's not a terrible idea to say that and of course the democrats never do because they're just so afraid oh they'll just say we're using excuses it's a reasonable excuse it's a real excuse having said that they could have done it better but at least we did it and we should have done it and he actually got the ball rolling on climate change in a big way that nobody's been able to do before. He steered most of this big money we're spending towards stuff. They're all really climate change bills. And nobody did that. And he got infrastructure going. And, you know, he's, he's an old school kind of guy. Is he perfect? Of course not. But he's getting the job done. And we're back to normal. It's not insanity. He's not, you know, poop tweeting and having feuds with Bette Midler and, you know, throwing <laughs> towels at people. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. For who, has my, been, who has been for you the greatest American president of them all? Well, certainly the one I've seen in my lifetime I mean, it would, would be Obama. I mean, I didn't really? see George Washington, but, you know, he's still the greatest in mm -hmm. my view because there would be no country without him. And he made some incredible decisions like how he won the war, which most generals could not have won that war. Um, and saying he would not be a king, mm -hmm. refusing the crown and saying, no, we have to have a peaceful transfer of power. I do think you giving up. Our king was a massive strategic <laughs> error. I'm sure you do. Just for the record. Um, but Obama, you know, as far as modern presidents, and no one can compare. Uh, first of all, because what he did, he came in right at a moment of incredible economic crisis that a lot of other guys would have crashed. We would be, we'd be in a depression now. And, you know, no drama Obama. Boy, you know, he just kept it, his eye on the ball. And by the way, we didn't even lose money. We got all that money paid back. You know, Mitt Romney was saying, let GM fail. And, you know, there were some really bad ideas going around. Does he, does he and the first black president. Right, that was a very The hardest thing. I mean, yeah. he, I always said, and he had to be the Jackie Robinson. Of, and he was, Jackie Robinson in the sense of, you can't take the bait. They're going to say horrible things. You just got to keep your eye on the ball. Does the Amazing Ameri discipline this guy has. I, I agree with that. Does the American dream still exist, you think? Yeah. Uh, in fact, that's maybe the one thing that does exist that we still have going for us because we've lost so much. But I talked about this all the time. Um, 
especially with people who have come to this country on purpose, you know, and not from countries that uh, are places you'd think where people would want to leave, like your country. People come here on purpose. I know people from France and Germany and Canada. And I think what they would say is, yes, America has a great flaw in that we don't take care of the losers quite as well as socialist countries, you know? If you fall behind, it's kind of like, well, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Where other countries maybe have a better social safety net, although we do have a substantial one. But what America does have is still the sense of possibility. You absolutely can reinvent yourself tomorrow and be whatever you want. You can make your future here. You can make your way and you can go as high as, as, high as you can. They don't cut down the tall trees, as a Canadian friend of mine once said. Um, so in that sense, there is still the American dream. Now, how available is that to everybody? That's a good question. The coronation is coming up, and I know you're probably <laughs> trying to suppress your wild excitement. Okay. Will you be watching? No. <laughs> of course not. It's not my country, you, and it's stupid. Do you care about the royal of family? Of course not. It's an anachronism, and it's... I, I've said this to people who are royals to their face. I'm not going to call you your highness. It's really? A, it's who did you say that to? I said that to Queen Noor. Really? Absolutely. I said it's ridiculous that one human being, this is something liberals especially should believe, that you don't call another human being your highness? Are you kidding me? Come on, Bill, try it. <laughs> no. And, uh, you know, Char although I do, personally, I like Charles. Mm. I always thought he was a smart guy. He had some really good issues. Uh, you know, I thought they made fun of him. You know, he had, they gave him some ammunition for that, but no public person doesn't. But, um, you know, why, why even have this? And I know there are reasons. Enjoy it, whatever. <laughs> have you been hanging out with uh, Meghan and Harry since no. they've been in California? No, I don't know them. <laughs> what do you think of them? I, you know, I said this here. I admire Harry for going to Afghanistan. I, anybody who's had who's had military service, yeah, I, I can only criticize so much because I haven't. And there's nothing that compares to military service. Um, but they're ridiculous after that. They're just, they want it both ways. You know, you can't be, uh, these people were so mean to us and, and poor us and we don't want all this attention and then <laughs> let me let me write a book about how much we don't want attention. <laughs> I thought South Park Day, you know, we want our privacy. They yeah, the, I mean, they just, it up really. they just strike me as creatures of that generation. You know, you're just fragile. You know, just take a, take a hint from the queen, mm. the recently departed. Never the, complain, never explain, and rarely just, be heard speaking in public. You're, 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 you're complaining about your hard life and you're so privileged it's just so weird it's ridiculous i totally agree well you've had an extraordinary life how long do you think you can keep doing this decades forever do you think you'll ever want to stop i have a contract for a billion years like <laughs> like in scientology Pierce. i would watch you for it as oh, long as you want to you. do it but i don't know i i mean the fact that i've done it for 30 years is just ridiculous um but i feel in no way diminished you I, enjoy I, it as much as yeah, you've ever done more because, um, uh, you know, you get better at what if you do something for 30 years. I mean, you better get better. You know, at a certain point, you know, same thing with Biden. Um, you know, yes, age could actually have an effect on how you're doing. But that's I, I would be the first one to tell you mm -hmm. if it did. And plainly, it's not.
well, the, the audience. The I audience. watch you every week, and I, yeah. I have to say, I think right now you are probably the most important host on oh. American television because well, you, you are the voice of common sense yeah. <laughs> amid all the insanity. Well, they, well, and, and also, you, basically, you're on their side, the loons. Yeah, it's like, right. come on, <laughs> stop being so mad. Yeah. No, I think you're a great voice, too, and also of common sense, and there's lots of us. And by the way, none of us are what anyone 10 years ago would even begin to call a conservative. No. You know, Sam Harris is not a conservative. They, just these people, Barry White, not a conservative. We're not conservatives. I mean, you, you go down the line about what we believe and how we live our life. It's not, we're not out there shooting Bud Lights. But if you're not completely over there on this side with these people, and I will not bend the knee and just go along with the nonsense. That's, that's what's so annoying about them. The most of all, they like insist that you go along with their nonsense and their insanity and their fragility, or else you're, you're, you're thrown outside the, the group and, and you're excommunicated mm. from liberal. No, you're not the liberal. I'm, I haven't changed. Yes. You invented a whole new thing called wokeism, mm. which used to have a much more valid meaning, you know, alert to injustice, great, who's not for that? And then it became all these things which are not building on liberalism. They're very often the opposite of liberalism. You know, liberalism was... It's actually a form of fascism. The way they go about it, the well, way they, without the extreme violence, but the ideology that you well, will conform yes. to our narrow world view. And if yes. you don't, we're going to really do bad stuff to you. Yeah. That's a fascist mentality. It's, it's, it's the cry bullies of yeah. that generation, as I said, raised wrong. <laughs> so they think when someone disagrees with them, it's a hate crime yes, it's and it's violence I know. and it's unacceptable. And it's just got to stop. It's, you don't get your teenagers under control. Yeah. I completely That's agree. my message. Bill, it's a great message. Pleasure. Keep battling. Okay. I'm with you. Thank I'm with you. you on the hill. All right. <laughs>